One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Hello, San Diego! Which, of course, in German means a whale's vagina. Thanks for listening to Palapalooza. Last weekend, I attended the first live concert in California since March. But uh, it was pretty cool, the drive-in concert there at Peco Park's Lexus premiere lot. Uh, I attended the evening show with Hyrie Re and Switchfoot. And just wanted to talk about it briefly. Uh, I was there with my wife and daughter. They both hated it. No, <laughs> My daughter is bored. Uh, Tiffany was still paranoid about the car next to us uh, regarding uh, COVID-19. So that's what I'm dealing with, folks. Uh, oh, unreal. <laughs> Lyric, what did you think of the drive-in show? It was kind of fun, I guess. It was cool. It was a good live music fix. It kind of made me remember what we've been missing the past few months with live music. After every song, the cars would honk. Uh, at one point, uh, John Foreman of uh, Switchfoot had everyone turn their headlights on and all the stage lighting off. Um, so that was cool. I mean, just to experience it, it was sort of, I figured it would be sort of a uh, nostalgic uh, sort of thing. And it was cool. I mean, props to everyone that put it together, 91X and everyone else involved. I think they raised about 50000 for Feed the Need, which goes to the homeless here in San Diego. But... The fact that they put that together and like adapted with all the CDC guidelines in itself is pretty pretty amazing and pretty cool. The sound, like at a drive-in movie, uh, was on your radio, so you tune into a radio station and you could hear the, the sound right there on your car speakers and it sounded good. I had the car window down and the radio off and you could hear it just as loud, but again, my wife was tripping out about getting COVID-19, so. <laughs> You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. Props again to Hyrie and Switchfoot, who did that show for free. I think that's something we'll see permanently, you know, maybe once or twice a year. I don't see why they, they shouldn't continue that. It's pretty cool. It was a great experience. I got the goosebumps a couple times and, uh, you know, even teary-eyed a couple times during, during some songs, you know. Given the current atmosphere, uh, I, I think that music, you know, there are a lot of great messages that uh, both bands put out right now regarding unity. And I think music heals, you know, I think music can really unite, not to preach. If you listen to the music in the 60s that was written in the 60s, which I've been uh, doing quite a bit lately, I'm just a big 60s fan in general. I feel like the, the 60s had a similar civil unrest and political atmosphere to today's. And I think the music that was written in that era reflects that. So music can do a lot, and it's certainly been missed worldwide. So anyways, my rant on drive-in concerts that we've been talking about here for a while. We're going to touch base with Chris from OC Sellout, our good friend. Talk about his onstage proposal to his soon-to-be wife. We'll talk about his karaoke and how his mom and his fiance absolutely hate it. And uh, all of his favorite local bands and much more. It was a good talk with Chris from OC Sellout. Here we go. Sell out with me, oh yeah. Sell out with me tonight. Hi, can I speak to Mr. Sellout? <laughs> <laughs> He's busy right now. Can I help you? He's busy. Do you have a drink in hand? That's the most important thing right now. 
Most definitely. We have the uh, Stella right here in hand. How you doing, buddy? You got some Stella. I'm good, brother. Just got out of the pool, been hanging out with the uh, family. Beautiful. How have your past 10 weeks been, dude? Things are good, man. Things are starting to uh, look a little up, so that's nice. Right. Los Angeles, Orange County. I don't know about San Diego, but they started lifting uh, somewhat of the requirements. So, I mean, we've got a little bit of dining service. Uh, they've been doing a pretty good job around here. I mean, everybody's... Uh, Doing a pretty good job of social distancing. Everybody's wearing masks. Uh, the restaurants are doing a great job. It's more of the people that you got to be more worried about. <laughs> but yeah, dude, everything's good. What about how's everything down south? Down south, uh, obviously, no shows. I mean, keeping with the music theme here, you know, the local shows have been uh, halted, which sucks. But this is going to release in a couple weeks, so who knows what's going to happen? Uh, you and I have been talking about drive-up shows. I got my ticket for the Petco Park uh, drive-in show with Hyrie and uh, Switchfoot. That's going to be a good one. Switch, Switchfoot. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's going to be awesome. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that was happening, Troy. I had no idea. That, that's so cool. We'll see how it is. 100 bucks per vehicle. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I read the uh, FAQ. It said, you know, everybody has to wear a seatbelt. So put a lot of seatbelts in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that right? Everyone has to have their own seatbelt. That's what they say. Everybody has to have a seatbelt. And then once you get there, you can park backwards. You can still chill in the back of the car. You can, you know, open up the trunks, you know, make a reverse. But basically just everybody has to have a seatbelt going in. So, you know, if you have a five-seater, five people sort of thing. So, I mean, honestly, it's it's not a bad deal. Just get a car with, you know, eight seats. And <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not that's – not, you're saving a lot of money. But, uh, I mean, honestly, anything they try right now I think is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's cool, and it's going to a good cause, Feed the Need. I think a lot of the proceeds are going to that. So, um, yeah, you, you know, it's again, this is going to release in a couple of weeks. We never know how quickly this is going to progress or if shows are going to start by the time this releases, but um, we're hoping for the best, man. Let's talk a little bit about OC Sellout, uh, a community for good music is your self-proclaimed slogan, right? So talk about that, dude. How did you get that started? So honestly, man, I've always... Uh, hold on, my alarm's going off. It's saying, uh, wake up for Troy. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, Are you yeah, awake? <laughs> I'm awake, man. I woke up about five minutes ago. I've had a uh, fun day, had a uh, little swimming. I was basically probably doing the same thing as you, and uh, the dog kind of wore me out. So I took a little 30-minute... Uh, you know, nap and siesta. now I'm here, but yeah, OC Sellout, dude. Um, honestly, I always loved music. I've always been in the scene somewhat. I am not talented whatsoever musically. Uh, I like to think I was, I tried singing when I was in high school. Uh, you know, I did the whole punk rock band thing, but, uh, it wasn't really for me, but I've always loved the scene, loved the people, love what it stood for. And, uh, you know, now I'm an adult, so <laughs> it's a yeah. little different. So I have a, a full-time job, but I still try to help the community as much as possible. And I love going to shows just like you, buddy. That's why you do what you're doing here. Right. Um, granted, you actually are good at what you do, and uh, <laughs> Ready, Set, Survive is beautiful. Oh, I, uh, I do my bullshit karaoke in the car. But, you know, um, honestly, it's it's really just a, a way for me to 
give back to what's given me so much. I love our community, love the music, love the people, and I'm just fortunate that people actually follow my page because I just do it for me. I mean, really, it's it's it started just as a way for an outlet to just play music and uh, show people what I like, and honestly, people just started following it, and it, it turned out a lot of fun. So I've always come from the uh, the belief that local bands, everybody goes, local bands, oh, you know, they're local, they must not be as good, these are small. My attitude is local bands are everything, and they just have another break. So if somebody can help them, um, whether it's me or, you know, you've got your boys down in Riot Scene, there, there's so many other people that uh, help out. Um, every little thing helps. I don't know. I, I don't know really how to say it other than local music to me is really the heart and beat of what our community is all about so absolutely man we love we love you we love what you're doing um and yeah local fuck every band starts out local right even green day started out in their garage dude and and how many big bands suck compared to some local bands that are so great it's just you need a break everybody it's just luck in my biggest belief in the world it's all just luck and 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 who you know and and how you got there and and when you came around and when you started playing your music and if your style genre is already gone whatever it may be we're so unique in everything we do everybody's music is is it's not when you say punk rock it's not really you know you're you're i can kind of consider you punk rock pop punk then you've got so many other bands that are heavier softer quieter um Whatever it may be, it really doesn't matter. It's really just a message to me. Everybody kind of stands for unity, stands for good times, good vibes, and uh, just uh, all-around cohesiveness. So to me, it's not so much the music sound. It's really just the people behind it, and that's what's so beautiful about what we all do. Yeah, totally. Well said, brother. You seem to have connected with a lot of locals for sure. And, you know, we got to shout out the amount of followers that you have on Instagram. That's that's pretty impressive. 24,000 followers. When did you start at OC Sellout? So, yeah, my personal account, I I was starting to post a lot of music. I started going to shows again. I kind of took a hiatus a little bit because work was insane and I started getting a, a little more tame and I was able to... Uh, juggle a lot of my uh, personal life and for me if i'm not hanging out with family friends or uh you know work it's it's music so i started posting a lot of shows and i still remember i posted a real big fish show down in san diego it was i believe it was one of the uh sabroso festivals down there but um nice yeah i posted it and i remember a couple of my good friends like dude your music sucks stop posting this shit <laughs> <laughs> just just leave us alone so i looked at brianna i'm like maybe i should just make a uh, different account so right i made a youtube account called oc sellout posted a real big fish video and i think in three days it got like two and a half likes if that's even possible <laughs> and <laughs> or views right and so i was like let's try instagram I, I, all right let's try instagram and i remember i put a video up and in a week it got like 100 views and i was just stoked i'm like this is great right you were hooked and yeah so i started posting more videos from shows and after a few weeks it kind of just started going I remember it took probably the first thousand followers was probably no joke a good six months. And then it kind of just started trickling in from there. Wow. Good people started uh, tagging friends. People started enjoying it. And, you know, we're always kind of changing what we're doing, whether like today we're doing the uh, pick which band you like or pick two bands. And I tell you which band's better. And <laughs> you tell me I'm full of crap later. You know, it's just fun. <laughs> it's never like I'm right. You're wrong. It's more just, 
let's start a conversation and let's uh, let's all have a good time and let's just talk about uh, what they like, what I like. I learned from everybody on my page. But in all honesty, I made the page just because my family and friends were like, dude, your music is so awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to my niche. <laughs> right. Yeah. Find some new, find a new audience that actually cares about your music interests a little bit. Amen, brother. <laughs> you don't only support locals. You have some quote unquote national or global or bigger bands that you've connected up to and you tag. And I know you're, you're buddies with the guy from Mast and... And some other bands. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I say local, I don't just mean people that are. I don't just mean small bands. I mean, there's a lot of larger bands that I've either followed for a long time or uh, any touring bands that come through. I try to help them with the different uh, venues around here. For me, I'm a few minutes away from the Observatory, uh, Orange County Observatory, not your uh, North Park one, which is an awesome venue as well. Yeah. But you got Chain Reaction, you've got Glass House, you've got Concert Lounge, you've got, there's so many awesome places around here. And um, for me, uh, it, it's really helping the bands come through because our scene in general, at least in Orange County, it kind of gets skipped over in my opinion. You've got San Diego, which is so strong. Mm-hmm. You've got LA, which is just obviously insane. Right. In Orange County, it, it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful music scene. But it's really hard, um, honestly, to get a lot of people to go to shows. It's it's been a weird it's been a weird last few years, um, and I'm really hoping after this coronavirus, uh, a lot more people go to a lot more shows because it's kind of it kind of gets dead around here. Um, yeah, I don't know how else to say that, but right. we just don't have as much people at shows as you guys do down south as LA has, and we've got. So many people here, it just doesn't make sense. So right. I'm trying to just bring back the roots. I mean, ska is a huge, huge influence of Orange County, and uh, there's so many awesome like local ska bands. Half Best Two, Codename Rocky, Hooray for Our Side. There's so many, so many rad bands, awesome. and um, that scene's still strong as hell. But what I'm, I'm trying to do is just, just make the the scene. Where, I mean, you go to your House of Blues San Diego, where you do your Paula Palooza Fest, yeah, and I mean it's Heck, dude, what what was it this year? Thursday night and it was sold out. That's insane. You don't have that up here. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's sold out. That would have been sick, but like six hundred heads. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool show, man, for a Thursday night. Dude, it was insane. And, and, you know, you can lie. Six hundred thousand. It was sold out. <laughs> it was sold out. Yeah. <laughs> Talk it up. Well, I mean, we did your OC sellout fest, dude. Uh, that was at the Tiki Bar. That was very cool. We got to shout that out. My band, Ready Set Survive, was honored to be a part of that. Dude, a part of that. You're you're a part of my life forever, Troy. I know, dude. Yes, we got to touch on that, man. Why don't you tell everyone what you did at the the OC sellout fest at the tiki bar last year well let's first off talk about how what was the name of the brewery i first saw you at down in oceanside it wasn't um that was midnight jack with the avenue army uh release dude yep yeah that, that was a great little spot but i remember it was you avenue army um a few other people i, I don't know why we came down i think it i think it was Ryan scene told us to come and i didn't know who the hell you were right i'll be totally honest I'm yeah like, you know i see this guy up there and he started singing about <laughs> Halloween and shit. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> but uh, I still remember, dude, Brianna and I were standing on the side of the stage, and uh, your daughter, I didn't know at the time, Lyric, you know, gets up, and, and your wife's up there, and, and you start singing with her. And I remember looking at Brianna going, this is literally what it's all about. I'm, I'm like, the people watching are enjoying it. The music, 
quality is insanely good. But just like the family connection and watching the all-age show with your daughter and you and just and your buddies up there playing with you, it, it, literally that hit me so hard. So I remember talking to Bree when we were trying to pick just different bands to play. Because for me, honestly, my OC Salad show, this year will be year three. It's on November 14th, again, at the Tiki Bar. Oh, cool. For me, it's more, let me pick some of my favorite bands at the moment and let's play a show. Right. <laughs> it's not about like... Hey, uh, let's pick the uh, the best bands and let's sell it out. For me, it's let's pick my favorite bands that I think everybody will enjoy. And whether they can draw 2,000 people or they can draw one person that's their mom, I really don't <laughs> care. Um, my job is to promote, promote the hell out of it. My job is to get people there. And uh, the quality of music, that's you guys, man. So having you there last year, Troy, and asking you guys to play, it was a blessing to have you there. Thank you, buddy. So what you were really uh, heading towards was, I asked Brianna to marry me. Right. You were up on stage. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I still remember you coming up. I told you about 30 minutes beforehand. I'm like, dude, I think I'm going to do this. I was going to wait and do it after the band after you, but I just need to get it done. And then you're like, Chris, you're still going to do it, right? Because I have a microphone. And if you don't do it, I might actually screw up and say you're going to do it. <laughs> I don't know if you remember saying that to me. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was kind of nervous. Like, dude, I'm going to get up on stage and I'm, it's going gonna, it's gonna to slip out. Like, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I, I was totally nervous about that. So I really wanted you to do it before we played. Yeah, no, and I'm so glad I did, dude. And then, of course, you went right into black and blue, which is, you know, all about <laughs> domestic violence. So I'm like, God, way to set a relationship up for a failure, bro. I appreciate right. it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you literally got on one knee, asked your girlfriend to marry you, and then I was like, all right, cool, let's make some noise for Chris. This song's called Black and Blue. It's about beating your wife <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> something totally inappropriate. But, uh, Dude, I, it was hilarious, man. You had my parents cracking You had everybody cracking up. And, and that funny. song still is my favorite song by you guys, hands down. It made uh, karaoke, dude. That's what you call it, right? Karaoke? Karaoke, yeah. Dude, of course it made it. I mean... I had to show people what Ready, Set, Survive should have sounded like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to jump up on stage, buddy, uh, the stage is yours. You mentioned OC Sellout Fest November. Do you have the bill set? Do you want to tease that or no? Stuff's so weird right now. Yeah. So I have no idea. I mean, so let's let's be honest. I'm trying to get married for the second time August 28th because <laughs> uh, May, May 9th didn't work you know, with the whole pandemic. Right. Yeah. Sorry to but, hear uh, that. Yeah. November 14th. Yeah. It's, uh, do I have the bands? Yeah, I do. Uh, one of the bands is your boy, Mario. Nights like thieves are playing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I got to know them through you and, uh, Danny of rock. Talk, yeah. Which is, Danny he's Artigo. an awesome dude. Very too. cool. Yep. Big yeah, local yeah, music yeah. supporter so, as well. Dude. And I've told you a hundred times your San Diego scene, whether it's you infinite signal, um, there, there's so many good people down there. They're rough. Yep. All you guys, just it's it's so neat to watch uh, the, the cohesiveness between all your bands. You guys literally celebrate the success of others, which is so different than any other place. Everybody else is, you know, it's kind of like me, me, me. And for you guys, I still remember when you did the uh, the gang vocals for uh, Young and Dumb yeah. or uh, your uh, music video for Young and Dumb. Yeah, that was cool. It, it really... Dude, it was freaking awesome. It was amazing. It was, yeah. I think it's still up, it's up in my store right now where everybody's either partying one second or they're they're you know laying there dead in the pool <laughs> the other second. It's just funny as hell. Chris, you should have been there, dude. I mean, I have a Palapalooza. I, I know. I have a Palapalooza 
pool party scheduled for July 11th. Ooh. You know, we're kind of keeping our fingers crossed there. Um, but I, you have to be there if we do it. Oh, are you kidding me? Brianna, I'll be there in a sec. Do we bring our dog? Can Amber come? Of course. Of course. Your dog's Amber? All right. Amber, dude, yeah. She's my uh, number one girl. Bree's number two. <laughs> Is Bree there right now? She's standing right next to me. Right on. How's your dog doing, man? I know you had a, a trip to the vet. Is she all right? She's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. Um, cool. We're very uh, overprotective uh, parents, so, you know. Right. Something happens. Uh, we take her to the vet, and they charge me way too much money, but it makes uh, Brianna and me uh, sleep better at night. Right. As long as the little girl's okay, we're okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Free concert tickets weekly. But, uh, uh, we got to touch on that. How do you get hooked up with so many great concert tickets? So that, that's that's a good question. Um, I get asked that question a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just a lot of the venues around here. Um, I like. I just love getting to know people. It's not so much just going to a show for me. It's right. who's behind the show, who's working the door, who's the bouncer, who's. I, I'm very, I'm a very people person. I like to get to know people. You're a very social guy, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So, and I appreciate that. Whether it's good or bad, you know. Sometimes, uh, <laughs> hey, shut up. Whatever. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, w- w- take the battery out of this fucker. Um, <laughs> no, I mean places like the Observatory. I consider that family. Uh, everybody there is just unbelievable. So, uh, you know, they, they offer me tickets to uh, help you know promote a lot of their shows. And, you know, it started with shows that, you know, were smaller just to help that weren't selling. And now it's gotten to the point where it's just, you know, promote music and whether it's Observatory, House of Blues, um, Glasshouse, Concert Lounge, Wiltern, Palladium, you name it. Um, it it's, 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 it's just fun. It's, it's really neat to be able to offer tickets to people that, well, I mean, number one, I don't have that many followers compared to, you know, all the uh, Insta models and all those people. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the influencers. I mean, I, I, I'm like, yeah, I mean, in the punk world, okay, yeah, it looks like I have a lot of followers. But um, it, it, it's really just about being able to give back. And for me, it's, you know, in our scene, there's a lot of people that, it's a lot of all-ages shows, so there's a lot of younger people, which is so awesome to be able to, you know, bring the music that you and I love to a younger generation. But a lot of times, you know, they're 14, 12, 16 years old and they don't have money to go to shows. So, you know, to be able to give them tickets, it's, it's really, really rewarding and it's fun. And, um, the venues are all about it and it's, it's just really become a fun thing. The OCS sellout contests, um, everybody's really just gotten on board and it's, it's really, really been, um, it feels good. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, totally. And if you don't follow OC sellout, follow them. They're mainly Instagram, right? I mean, solely Instagram, right? Do you have a website? I only do Instagram, dude. I am the right. least tech-savvy human being in the world. I think <laughs> I have a Facebook account. I've never once used it other than watch, like, live streams. <laughs> YouTube, I have an account. I don't ever use it. Right. Instagram, that's it. Insta. <laughs> you mentioned kids getting tickets and helping them get to shows. Are there any all-ages venues up there in OC? We, we have quite a few, actually. Um, they do a really good job in this area, like, Observatory, House of Blues, Glass House, everything's all ages. It's just uh, show your ID if you want to drink. So they, they make it really easy for anybody to go in. Um, I mean, we're, we're literally the home of the Aquabats, and Aquabats scream family shows. So, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah dude, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. You have six-year-olds there, you have 80-year-olds. It's literally it's a beautiful thing. So that's one thing we do have is a ton of all-ages shows in Orange County, and 
it's uh, I really wish OCCLF Fest was all ages. I've been asked by a few other venues to uh, start doing it this year, but I'm a very, very, very loyal person. And if Tiki Bar gave me a shot when nobody else would, I'm going to keep it as a Tiki Bar for the time being until it gets too big for there. Um, but, yeah, no, I've been asked by some other venues that I absolutely just adore and would kill to have it there. But, yeah, Tiki gave me the opportunity, so Tiki gets me until, uh, you know, we can't hold it anymore. But we do have some bands this year. I have two bands that have already agreed to play yeah. that both alone could sell out the venue in a heartbeat. So nice. I'm pretty stoked. Cool, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's right. You mentioned your home for the Aquabats. You're also a home for Trey Cool, right? Who I think uh, frequents the Tiki Bar. <laughs> and didn't Green Day play the Tiki Bar right after OC Sellout Fest? Yeah, that gave us a little more uh, notoriety. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Green Day and the Interrupters uh, did a secret show there. It sold out, no joke, in like one minute. Oh, yeah. Um, it was insane how fast it sold out. And it wasn't even Green Day. Uh, it wasn't even really Green Day that people knew. They didn't even know Green Day was playing. They all thought it was just the Interrupters. So Green Day did their uh, the cover band name. Oh, Foxborough Hot Tubs? No, it was... Uh, oh, they have like a fictitious name. Yeah, shit. In any case, it was awesome, dude. They played for no joke three and a half hours. Wow. Three Crazy. and a half hours, Billy Joe played. And Trey Cool, everybody's walking around. It was literally just... Awesome musicians, just rocking out, getting up, just one song after another trading places. It was one of the coolest shows ever. But yeah, that was at the Tiki Bar, which was the strangest thing in the world. But since then, they've had um, some pretty cool acts. They had English Beat, who I know you know. They, they played there. Um, yeah. They had, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Green Day interrupters. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day, this little band, Green Day. I saw a picture of you with uh, Billy Joe. I was totally envious. Yeah, you and your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're big, we're big fans. We always like to see Green Day, man. They're one of the better punk bands life. Could not have been nicer. Right on. I guess they did a, a secret show there in 2000, and I want to say it was 2010 or 12, they did a, a New Year's Eve show, Green Day. Really? And they played all Green Day. This one was more uh, covers and then some Green Day, some random other punk songs, but it was a lot of fun regardless. I'm a match. Who holds the camera for karaoke? That's no joke me. That, that's me. I'm solo in the car. We're scared <laughs> for you. We're, we're, you need to be careful, dude. You rock out in that car. You, you sound like my mom. <laughs> you sound like my sisters. You sound like my uh, fiance. You sound like my cat. Do they, do they <laughs> give you shit, really, for doing that? Oh, they absolutely hate it. They <laughs> absolutely hate it. Um, I don't know if you remember, probably three weeks ago, I posted a video. It was the day I got Amber, actually. I posted a video of a car on the 91 that was in flames, and it said, everybody, please drive safe. You know, this this is scary, and I'd never seen a car literally blow up, and it was all on video. And I probably got 20 messages from people like, I bet you the driver was doing karaoke. <laughs> Brianna ate that one up. She's like, they're trying to send you a message. You're, you're just an embarrassment. You know, I'm like, yeah. hey, you know, it's fun. It's not safe. She's in the background screaming. It's not safe. I want you to come home to me. I love you too, baby. <laughs> let me talk to your. Let me, let me talk to Mrs. OC Sellout real quick. Oh, okay. You're up. Let's hear from Mrs. OC Sellout Troy about all of Chris's bad traits. Hi, Troy. Hi, Brianna. Congratulations on the wedding. Oh, thank you. Yeah. How many hours a day does Chris spend on his phone? 
Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know the answer to that, <laughs> but he is always on his phone. Oh, he fell at his baby. Yeah, I know. Chris does so much for the scene. Where I'm stoked to talk to him. I just wanted to say hello to you real quick. Do you give him crap for the, the karaoke? Oh my gosh, I hate them. And please, please really try to tell him to not do them anymore. I don't know why he thinks they're fun, but one, they're just not safe. If he like parked and then did them, I wouldn't be hating them so much. But yeah, it's not safe. I'm just waiting for him to post a video of him singing to like, you know, one of his favorite bands and just rear ending someone. You know, I, I really hope that doesn't happen, but I mean I guess it'd be good video. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you into music and local music as much as your your hubby is? Um, you know, I was kind of stuck in a bubble for a while. Um, I loved my reggae and just mellow alternative music. And he's actually really helped me uh, become more open-minded. And I now I love this local music that he's really into. Right really anything. I just love live music. Very cool. We love your husband. It was really cool to be a part of the, the proposal at Tiki Bar. That was a very special, special moment. It was. Oh, I'm so happy that you guys were there on stage with us. It was very, very cool to to share that stage with you. I was so nervous walking up there. I'm not sure if you even saw me, but I was sweating. It was. I couldn't believe I was even up there. I was like, why are you doing this? So, But I'm really happy you were out there with you. Yeah, I took some video of it and posted it that night. You had no idea, though, huh? No, I really didn't. Um, he was stressed out like week before, but I just <laughs> thought it was uh, because of the OC sellout coming, or fest that was coming up, so I didn't even think of it. Yeah, that was really cool. He mentioned it to me before our set, and uh, I don't know if he told um, you, but I was nervous that I was going to like say something about it up on stage, so I, I went up to him, and I was like, dude, Chris, you got to do it before our set, man. Like, I don't want it to to slip out, you know, during our set. So I wish you did. Then I would have done my hair a little bit and would have put myself together. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> totally. Well, Hey, really nice chatting with you. Um, we're going to do a quick segment with your, your husband here, but, uh, your future husband, but good luck with the, uh, the wedding and everything. And, um, I hope that works out for you in August. Oh, thanks. Try give your family a hug for me. We'll do. We'll do. Hope to see you soon. Well, how do I compete with that? You just dealt with my better half. We were just talking a bunch of shit about you, bro. No. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's typical, dude. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if we What's the very first concert you attended, Chris? Very first concert I attended was in the... It was the base, uh, the mountain base of uh, Lake Arrowhead, so San Bernardino. Oh, wow. And... We went and saw the Beach Boys play an outdoor concert. I was with my parents and my little sister. I couldn't have been over the age of seven. And I still remember it because my <laughs> my parents will kill me for saying this. <laughs> they couldn't find the car. Okay. So we walked around the whole parking lot, you know, looking for the car until every car left. And then we found our car. So it was one of those nights where the show ends and you're still there three hours later looking for your vehicle. Yep. I've had those yeah. nights. That was before I knew, uh, oh, I guess my parents drink too. <laughs> 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 you, know, you didn't quite understand that one at the time, but, you know, it kind of it kicks into high gear, you know, when you turn 21 finally, you're like, oh, yeah. my parents were kind of fun. All right, cool. Right. <laughs> oh, they were hammered that night. That totally makes sense, dude. <laughs> That's funny. No, but Beach Boys, they've been ingrained in my head forever. I mean, I think I told you that. They're my favorite band. Yep. Hands down forever. The other, the other, the first show I probably went to that was like, I really went, for myself, I had my dad take me to see a uh, Bush at the uh, Forum, and which the Forum is 
God, the sound there was unbelievable at the time for such a big venue. It's nothing like Staples Center or anything now. But I uh, had yeah, the four my good sound, Sub Bush and Veruca Salt. <laughs> yes. And it was insane. I remember somebody walked up to my dad, they're like, dude, you're way too old to be here. Here's earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and my dad, he probably hated every second, but I was in love with Gavin Rosdale. Uh, Bush was like my favorite band ever. Uh, I still remember when Swallowed finally came out after a 16th Stone. Yeah. I played that song probably over and over for like three months. I've been doing the polls on uh, Instagram, which you've been participating in. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's just something I started up on Palapalooza's uh, Instagram, so I've I've learned more about your music tastes, and uh, I'm a Bush fan. I, I loved 16 Stone, for sure. I mean, that was like late 90s, I want to say, right? 98, 99? Yeah, yeah, something like 96, something like that, yeah. Yeah. What are some of uh, your other favorites? Uh, I know you're big Beach Boys. You're big, real big fish fan, right? <laughs> Are you going to hold that against me, Troy? A little bit. <laughs> is that where you got sellout yes. from? It actually is not. So, good question. Um, when I was in high school, college, I ran a webzine for punk music called KillYourScene.net. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Kill Your Scene, I got from a string out song called Kill Your Scene. But basically, it's about if you, and you like punk rock and you're help them promote the music, then you're, you're hurting, you're killing the scene. You know, one of those bullshit um, punk rock analogies. <laughs> right. I went with killyourscene.net, and then when I started doing this, I was like, oh, what would be a good thing? It has to be Orange County, so let's throw OC in there. Yeah. I didn't think it would ever become bigger than my little uh, bubble here in Orange County, <laughs> um, but it has. Yeah. But uh, then I was, Brianna's like, well, what about sellout? I'm like, it's really, really good. OC sellout. I like that. Yeah. And so half the people now still don't even know what the hell I am when they see my name. But, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. I probably should change it to something more generic, like punk rock music concerts or some stupid name like that. But <laughs> OC Sellout, Brianna thought of it. And if she likes something, I run with it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a little rapid fire segment with you, all right? I'm just going to shoot some random questions at you. You ready? Love it. Let's do it. You got a Stella in hand? Uh, I got my second one right here. Let's do it. Boom. Favorite guitar riff? All right, let's just start. Uh, we were talking about them. Let's go with the Machine Head by Bush. There you go. Some octaves. Best front man in history? Oh, Jesus. Uh, even though he's a uh, prima donna, let's go with Phil Collins. Yes, dude. Rocking the cul-de-sac. Yeah, he's, he's, too good to, he's too good to play live anymore, but uh, let, nobody wants to hear his new music and he gets sad, but... And you need to understand, all we want to hear is Tonight Tonight. Yeah. And <laughs> doo, 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 albums, doo, doo, doo. yeah, exactly. I didn't hear about that. He's he's not interested in playing live anymore? He didn't play for something like 16 years because he was too pissed off that the crowd only wanted to hear the old stuff and none of his new music. So he just finally did a reunion tour uh, a year and a half, two years ago. Um, but it was way too expensive to go to. <laughs> wow, so. crazy. Yeah, but he, he's, I absolutely love Genesis or anything Phil Collins. Right on, dude. Yeah, I get that with older bands, you know, getting sick of playing your hits, like the Stones that have been playing Satisfaction for 60 years, but you got to please the fans, dude. Exactly. They're the ones spending the money. So it's got to, it's, you got to compromise. You still want to hear your music because it's fun for them too, or for the bands. But I mean, at the same time, the fans want one playing, paying the money. So I think they should at least get <laughs> to hear what they want to hear. So. Sure. Shout out three local bands. 
that you're super into, and I'll include some uh, snippets of them. I know that's really hard for you. No, that's fine, dude. Um, let's go with my, my absolute favorite local band, the one that really um, I've just kind of jumped on for the last probably four years and just fell in love with, Odd Robot out of Fullerton. They're unbelievable. Good people, great music. They're on Wiretap Records. Awesome. Their music is so contagious. It's just really, really good pop punk. They call it power pop. Right. Um, to me, power pop, pop punk, whatever you want to call it, it's unbelievable. Cool. Uh, the second band I would say for me would let's go with the currently classic. They opened up my first OC Sellout show, and it was their first show, and they have blown me away with how talented they are. They're not really, I wouldn't call them punk, I would call them more um, alternative rock, but the singer's voice is something else, and the band's music is literally just, it's, it's, it's very ahead of where they, where music should be. Right. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, cool. And then third... I feel like you can't say Ready, Set, Survive because you're on the phone. No, you can't. No, let's not allow that. No, we're not going to allow that. But let's just say that's an honorary selection because you know how much I love all of your music, dude. I appreciate it. Vocal band around here. Let's go with my boys in, uh, you know I love ska. Let's go with Codename Rocky. They've been around forever. I used to watch them open up for, jeez, dude. Like, I mean, what, Rubik Fish? Yeah. (laughs) Everybody else, Jeffrey's Fan Club and all the rad local OC bands. But uh, Cody and Rocky, they're on their second singer, a guy named Justin, who's, I mean, he's now the staple of the band. But uh, he was not the singer when I was younger. And it's it's been really neat to see them able to keep the music going, keep the fan base alive, have a different singer, because that's really hard to do. Um, I mean, usually singers' voices are the ones that emulate the sound and if the singer leaves the band breaks up and they were able to keep the sound alive and they're just so much fun to watch dude they can barely fit on any stage because there's seven thousand of them but <laughs> it's uh it's it's a blast to watch codename rocky so those are my three bands codename rocky currently classic and on robot cool i'll do an honorary mention for you too because i know you're super close with these guys taking days right <laughs> See, that's the problem with these questions. Now you made me look like an asshole. Because, <laughs> dude, Brent and Corey and Landon, they're, they're three of my closest friends in the music scene. So right. let's throw them in there, too. They're uh, one point B. How's about that? <laughs> they're my first choice for B. Uh, yeah, see, there's too many bands I love. I mean, the music, the local music scene is my, honestly, it's my uh, it's my passion yeah. with all these rad bands. But yeah, Taken Days are great. They have a new album coming out. Um, it should be dropping. I think they're already done with it. They're just waiting to see when to release it. But yeah, unbelievable people. They headlined the OC Cell Fest last year that you played, yep. and uh, just really, 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 really good people and good music. So yeah, Taking Days are rad. I think they got on one of the bigger bills that you were putting together. I don't know if you want to talk about that, or or did that get postponed? Yeah. So uh, in it was supposed to be in April, whatever, <coughs> whatever the Saturday was in April, they were going to be uh, opening up for. You remember uh, a walk to remember? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> my boy, uh, Shane West, if you remember him, he was like a heartthrob back in the day for all the, uh, the young girls. But uh, he's in a punk band um, so called good Twilight Creeps, who are awesome. So they were playing, and then uh, 
yeah, I'm really good friends with, uh, he's been just an awesome, um, awesome person to, uh, get to know and, and help with the music scene. And he actually headlined my first OC sellout show as a favor. And he's become a good friend ever since, but Tony Lovato of mess, he's just an awesome dude, talented. I remember back when I was in junior high and high school, I was obsessed with the band and, uh, to now call him my friend, he's just a good dude. And they released a new album last year. It's, it's remarkable. He still has every ounce of talent he had 10 years ago and he's passionate about it and his live shows are fun. But yeah, he was, uh, it was his band headlining the whole thing. And then they had the Ataris and Homegrown, both in acoustic sets before them with Taken Days and Twilight Creeps opening up. So wow. yeah, that, that's postponed. It'll happen at the Garden Amp at some time. Dope. And the Garden Amp, by the way, is run by like the stage managers. Uh, my boy Ephraim of uh, Death by Stereo. So it, it's pretty cool. Everybody's somehow intermixed in our scene, and it's it's just a beautiful thing. Nice. That'll be a good show, man. I'll, I'll keep my eye out for that one on uh, OC Sellout. No, there'll, there'll be a lot of good ones coming up, dude. But uh, can I give a big shout-out to Keys, dude? You, you just dropped a, an EP on everybody we should talk about. Yeah, we can touch on that. I always like to be, you know, I, I try not to self-promote too much on this thing. But yeah, Keys is going to drop Monday, man. Uh, the Monday after this is released, so it'll be available on all platforms Monday, and I sent it to you. You got to listen to it. Uh, definitely a funny EP, man. Thanks for shouting it out. I appreciate it. Well, no, I, I appreciate you putting it together, and it was kind of fun because I remember you were just kind of, it was during, it was the uh, the heavy days of quarantine, if you will. Like, you know, the, the middle days where it was kind of uncertain of what was happening and how much longer this would be, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember you started playing stuff on the piano, and I think it was uh, a voice inside. I don't remember what song you started playing one time, and I remember going, "That sounds like one of your uh, your haunted sounds," you know? <laughs> like yeah, exactly. One of your uh, haunted movies or whatever, right? And uh, yeah, dude. But it, just something different. Everybody's doing acoustic guitar, so for you to be able to do it on the piano, it's awesome, dude, and it's appreciated. And what you're doing for the Casbah down there, that local uh, venue, it's. It's really, really neat. And people are doing that for stuff around here in Orange County, but for you to be able to do that in San Diego and help them out, every little bit helps. And I hope people buy your album on Bandcamp. I hope people buy the shirts from the venues like you've been doing. You've been such a good proponent um, to help out your music scene. It's been cool to see. Thank so you, like, I just got beer from Chain Reaction today. I bought some pins, some shirts. I do the same thing for all bands um your paula palooza shirt reordered one today or two for me today the tank top band the regular one nice you okay. gotta just be able to uh well number one it's awesome stuff but number two when good people are behind something you should always support it and that's what i've always always believed and my parents taught me that so if you if you know good people you back them till the day you die and you're one of those people dude thank you buddy i appreciate it chris yeah, it's uh, keys has been super fun. That was my first intr- instrument. So to incorporate keyboard and piano into uh, music that I've written and be able to release it and uh, team up with a talented producer engineer like Adam Cisco to have it, you know, he polished it and just brought it to life and made it sound uh, a lot better than than I could do on my own. So it's and uh, like you said, all proceeds all. All sales go to the Casbah from, uh, you know, Bandcamp and iTunes. So check that out Monday. Keys, baby. And you're matching it too, right? You're going one step above. You're not just taking the money you're earning. You're matching dollar for dollar. We're going to match it as long as it's not too much. 
No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I, let me donate a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. If, well, that's the thing with Bandcamp is you can pay whatever you want on Bandcamp. It's super cool. I mean, you set a minimum. But if you wanted to buy, I think Keys is four ninety nine. But if you wanted to buy it for fifty bucks to to donate to the Casbah, you could. Um, but yes, we are matching every yeah, which dollar. Yeah, so neat. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Yeah, which is it's so cool, dude. And, and obviously, I don't know if it's a half a million dollars. You're not going to match it, but <laughs> <laughs> that'd be dope. That'd be dope as hell, dude. And my my whole point is, there's not many people out there like you that, especially during hard times like this, where work's not. Um, you know, it's plentiful and, and times are just difficult and tough and um, unknown for you to be able to put out new music that's not only really good, but to help others. And then not only to help others, then you go one step beyond and you take money out of your own pocket on top of that. That that truly shows what you care about the community. You're not you're not here for any other reason just to uh, help everybody else around you. And that, that's, that's literally what OCCL is about. So that's why I appreciate you so much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you touching on that. And I appreciate you, you seeing that. I think these venues in San Diego and Orange County and these small local venues that have done so much for musicians, uh, I really do feel like we need to step up right now. And wh- whether it be go to saveourstages.com or buy merch from them, you know, whatever we can do to help them out, dude, it really does help. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like it's, it's big stuff. And, you know, buy a shirt for $14, you know, it's like right. little stuff. If everybody does that, it really does add up. And I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. What's your plans for tonight, brother? Uh, actually, if I can talk for on into it, I took her to lunch, so, you know. I should be uh, not in the doghouse, but my friends in a band um, called Every Other Year, they're uh, much younger than me, so I'm super jealous of how talented they are and, you know, where I'm at in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. But this band called Every Other Year, they do, uh, they're out in Norba Linda, uh, which is the town in Orange County, and they do a, a live show every Saturday night in front of their house. And so it's gotten to the point where a lot of people show up with lawn chairs and white claws and they just, everybody just hangs out. So I'm thinking Brown of the dog and I are going to go there tonight. It's about a half hour away. We're going to drive over and I'll watch that at 730. So once we're done with this, I'm going to get ready and probably head over there. Very cool, man. Every other year. That's so cool to see. You know, I've talked about this a lot, but how musicians are adapting and how they're doing their live streams. And uh, we have Punch Card going live tonight. And you can uh, donate. You can donate on Venmo, and all proceeds go to the Tower Bar. So, you know, it's rad to see the community come together. Yeah, no, I, I saw a punch card doing that, and uh, Tower Bar is just, that's a great little spot. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, it's just the ultimate kind of punk bar here in San Diego. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's one of those places where it's, you just walk in, you're, you just smile, you're like, I'm home. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> be know? myself in here. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, all right, well, don't touch anything in the bathroom, but other than that, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's any music venue, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I think after this, I've said this a few times, I think uh, venues are going to clean up a little bit, dude, for better or for worse. Yeah, I, I think it will be for better. Um, I think it's not just venues. I think it's everywhere. Um, yeah. I've, gone, I've been fortunate to be able to go to a few restaurants now that they've opened. And, uh, minus the whole social distancing and everything, the cleanliness and, and the way everybody's going about things now is awesome. It's really nice to see. My whole attitude is just um, what's the longevity behind it? Are they going to keep doing it? Are we going to, uh, you know, you can start off strong, but it's, it's, it's how you finish. And so 
I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, in terms of venues, my hope is just everybody can survive right now. It's such hard times. I mean, what people don't realize is the music venues, they're like, you know, Paula Blues or even OC Sellout. It's, yeah, they're a business, but it's not like they're making millions of dollars. They're doing it because they truly, absolutely love what they do. Right. Um, if it's not one of the big venues, you know, there's so many little ones, like Tower Bar we're talking about, or Soda Bar in your area, or up here, Chain Reaction, or, right. you know, Glass Out, or whatever. Um, it's, it's, they're doing it because they truly, truly love the scene. And so it, it hurts to have, you know, they have sold out shows. It's not like they're millionaires after sold out shows. So to not have any shows and not have any money coming in, it, it's tough. So we've all got to be there because, I mean, I remember when, well, let's go back to Mess. My mom used to drive me to the Glass House from Pasadena. I grew up there. She'd drive me to the Glass House, drop me and my buddies up. We'd go in, and then we'd walk down the street to the Jack in the Box. She'd pick us up, and then we'd go home. And that was all the time. We see Sum 41, wow. <laughs> Mess, Good Charlotte, back in the pop punk days. And uh, yeah, it's just, you got to keep supporting these venues. They've been there forever. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's neat and it's sad when places go away. And that's what I don't like seeing. So yeah. if we can ever help them, if we ever promote them, keep them alive, keep them at bay, that's what it's all about, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, brother. How do I word this? Do, do you think things are going to go back to normal in regards to big festivals? Or do you think that those could be permanently changed and i hate to be negative you know i I personally think it'll go back to normal but do you think that there is a chance that a small percentage will just never go out to a large festival again because of this yeah i mean i'm not saying you're not being negative you're being a realist and you're talking about something that's real so i wouldn't call that negative but um do i think it's going to be different i do unfortunately um i don't think so much in the terms of your question that will people feel comfortable going? I don't think it's so much that. I think at some point, everybody's going to feel again to be able to go out to dinner, go to a show, go to a movie theater, go to the gym, whatever it's going to be. I think that is inevitable. My, not concern, but what I think is going to make a difference, I think the guidelines and regulations are going to be completely different for everything. I think you're going to have, in my opinion, and this is just how I think, I think at least for the beginning, you're going to have... Uh, tiered areas where so many people are allowed in the, you know, have you ever been to the Wiltern in Hollywood? No, I haven't. All right. So they have an upstairs and then they have, I believe it's four different tiers of levels on the lower level. And when I say tiers, that I don't mean like one's more important than, the, uh, than another. I just mean right. first come first serve, kind of like your, uh, your concert, your driving concert, you know, first car in there gets best spot. Right. Same thing here with the venue. So, when so many people get in the pit, then you move up to the second level, third level, fourth level. Um, hmm. I think they're going to make it to where it's going to be capacity related and they're going to have X's and that's honestly how I think concerts are going to end up happening is where you're not going to be able to run around. You're not going to be able to move mosh crowd surf. I think it's going to be hmm. something of a, uh, like you're going to a, uh, a, a jazz show <laughs> or, right. you know, um, an opera or something. You're going to be s- not mm-hmm. sitting, but you're going to be more stationary. And I don't think that's going to last forever, but I think that's the best way to slowly get back into music and having live shows. Because everybody goes, Chris, what do you think? Are we going to have shows in 2020? And I always say yes, but honestly, Troy, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to have very much of anything unless they come up with some sort of regulations that are absolutely going to suck 
but they're going to make it so we can have something. And, and that's mm-hmm. that's honestly what I'm thinking. So like the Tiki Bar, for instance, that holds 300 people. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to do my show November 14th, what would be a realistic guideline? I mean, if you're going with sporting venues, they say, okay, we'll go with 50% or 40% capacity, so let's do that with mine. I mean, even if you have, let's say, 100 people there with 30% capacity, it still doesn't, or 33%, it doesn't, how do you regulate where people stand? How do you regulate where if everybody goes to the front of the stage, everybody's in one spot? Why is that any different than having another 200 people? Right. So I, I know this is not really, I don't really answer your question other than yeah. things are going to be different. And I really just think people need to not adapt the wrong word, but just understand that it's not going to be as fun's the wrong word, but um, change is hard. A new normal. I hate that phrase, dude. I hate that phrase. I'm just so sick of hearing it, dude. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst. But if you, if we don't adjust to that and at least adopt it, even if we don't like it, we're not going to have any shows. So let's take what we can get. Let's show everybody that the music scene is like a restaurant or a nail salon or any other place that's open right now, and that we can actually stay open and meet the guidelines and at some point it's going to kind of the the regulations will kind of die down like everything else always does over time right and we'll go back to normal again but let's show as a community that we can actually maintain right. the guidelines that whatever they propose to us and let's make it happen let's not be jerks let's not say how this sucks let's not try to be punk rock and <laughs> you know go against it that doesn't that doesn't help anybody that's what i was thinking that's so not punk rock you know to to conform and to to abide by all these rules especially at a show like no it's it's not at all <laughs> music just cannot exist at least live shows cannot exist without human interaction. What did I tell you when COVID nineteen started? You were you were talking about how you were nervous at the beginning, like about shows and stuff before everything started canceling. And I said, Troy, the first time I see you, I'm going to give you the biggest bear hug ever. The Remember biggest Corona that? hug. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Not that I had Corona, everybody. I never had it. Um, sure, bro. What? All your your interaction. <laughs> Have you been interacting quite a bit with with others, or are you respecting social distancing? Or? It might look like because I'm always driving and doing karaoke and stuff like that, but I'm always alone. Um, no, I uh, I work every day. Um, I work for a construction company, and yeah. so when I'm driving and doing karaoke on the way home, <laughs> it's just me. The the company. There's only seven of us in there. We all have our own spaces. So nobody's close to each other. We do temperature checks every morning everywhere wow. the mass it's it's uh we're, we're very uh cautious and proactive on the safety elements but uh we're fortunate we're able to still work too so it's it's one of those things where you want to keep everybody safe for their families but you're you're lucky that you're able to still provide and uh and and give back to the the families that uh that everybody's working so right. to answer your question <laughs> i don't do anything outside now other than as of last weekend I have gone to a couple restaurants, but other than that, before that, I literally sat at home and played Uno <laughs> and Monopoly for like four weeks straight, six weeks straight, whatever it was. Restaurants, you you put your mask on, and then when you eat, you can take your mask off, right? But then, you know, if you go to the restroom, you have to put your mask back on, right? And that's as of mid-May. Exactly. And I'll be honest, I mean, if you don't have a mask, these restaurants will still let you in, but it's just one of those things where I think it's appropriate to wear when you're... Uh, you're walking in until you sit down, and then once you're in your little bubble of six feet or whatever it is, yeah, take it off, and you know, I don't know how you're gonna, you know, have a have a beer or uh, eat your uh, quesadilla with a mask on. <laughs> but uh, 
once once you take it off, yeah, it's all good. And all the waiters, everybody's wearing a mask, everybody's wearing gloves. Uh, people really are cautious. So I think right now everybody's just happy to uh, be back to work and be able to provide. We're going to dream with you real quick before I let you go, buddy. It's been nice uh, chatting with you again at OC Sellout on Instagram. Why don't you create a dream bill for Friday night? All right, so three bands at a venue of your choosing. All right. Do the bands have to be alive? No. Alive or dead? I'm going to host it at the observatory because that's my favorite venue. Cool. And I'm going to have, of course, Bayside play. How could I know? Bayside's going to be the opener. There you go. All right. After Bayside is going to be the Beach Boys. I'm picking up it's going to be my club. He's the, he's the best. Obviously, he's not the writer behind everything, but uh, right. um, we'll get Brian Wilson in there, too. Yeah, Brian Wilson was sort of the, the writer, right, for the most part? Yeah, he, he's the writer. He's, he's the brains behind Beach Boys, but he's also... He's like a statue now in, in life. You know, he doesn't really move. He's done a lot of acid, <laughs> I think, right? <laughs> he, he's, uh, yeah, he, he had a, he had quite a few years alone in his house with the uh, the shades pulled down. But yeah, um, yeah. But Beach Boys are number. Uh, they'd be the uh, second band. They'd be the support, and then uh, the I headliner. Love I love that you love the Beach Boys too, dude. I, I love that you you bring it back. You have such a love for like a an older band, like '60s. I'm super into the Doors. I love the Beach Boys too. I love uh, the Beatles also. So that's cool to hear. Dude, break on through to the other side. I, I remember my dad first played me that song, and I'm like, that is such a good song. Um, no, I'd say for the headliner. God, dude. Um, I'm just gonna be a. I'm just gonna be a jerk and say my headliner honestly would be Ready Set Survive. Yes, this episode's gonna air, ladies and gentlemen. I would love that playing after the Beach Boys. I get booed off stage. No. I'm gonna give you a shout out real quick because. You don't do this for anything other than to help promote other bands, but your band, Ready, Set, Survive, um, with Sean and uh, Mo, dude, it's, it's, and Scott, it's, it's really cool to see, dude. And you give back so much to the community, but you're also a musician in it, whereas I just try to give back, and I have no talent to give whatsoever. Um, <laughs> it's really neat to see what you do, what you give, and uh, your music speaks for itself so thank you brother yeah keep doing what you're doing bro keep playing your music and uh i will always be a fan and support you as a friend and a uh, and a fan so thank you buddy yeah no but seriously i would i would have i would have a band like you headline because you guys to me scream fun awesome live shows and you hold up your guitar backwards <laughs> scream scream <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, buddy. You don't play, though, which is crazy. I mean, what instrument would you play if you could play in a band? So when I was little, I actually played the piano. I did that my whole life when I was little. So that's cool. why I probably love your Keys album so much. Yeah. It was one of those things where I, I hated going to my recitals and classes and everything, but I wish I had kept it going after I quit, you know, finally. Yeah. Um, so piano I used to play and guitar I used to play. And I used to sing in a punk band. <laughs> but yeah, I uh Dude, you got to send me some audio, bro. Dude, we had a few albums. We 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 opened up for uh we opened up for Yellow Card for uh for Over It. We opened a show for Blink, who it was one of those like big shows that they didn't even know who we were or that we were even on the bill. That's rad. I didn't know that. We had some fun. We played with the Ataris. Wow. Yeah, we 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 had some fun back in the day. We were up in the Pasadena area, so we were kind of in the scene with the uh, 
Audio Karate, um, Rufio, nice. um, bands like that, Longfellow, uh, bands like that. Oh yeah. But uh, what was yeah, the name one, of your band? We, my two cents. My two cents, and I can find that online because I gotta hear that shit. No, this is this huh? is well before even pure volume or any of that nonsense. We were like a GeoCities website. <laughs> okay. And our music was all on MySpace. <laughs> gotcha. Did you right. duplicate some CDs back then? I, I I can send you some CDs, man. <laughs> or even yeah, I guess we you don't have any MP3s, huh? You could. Uh, I would assume yeah, you I don't. Can... I have nothing recorded. Yeah, I have, but I have CDs. I'll send you some stuff. We actually we did it at a recording studio in Rancho Cucamonga called Love Juice Laboratories, and the actual uh, the producer was uh, Scott, the lead singer of Rufio, did our album, okay. which was kind of cool. Dope. And that was well before they blew up. So even before, perhaps I suppose, so it was kind of neat. But, to be able to have him. I still remember he came on. He's like, dude, Chris, you got to sing this part better. It needs to sound like this. And he <laughs> sang it. Yeah. And my friends were like, my, my buddies in the band, they're like, dude, that's so good. Then I sing it. They're like, uh, maybe we should have Scott sing this part, Chris. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then they fired you. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I fired them. <laughs> yeah, That's cool. So you do have some talent. You've got some music background. Not talent. I just have a drive. You, do, you have the drive, so. yeah. <laughs> I would imagine, you know, if you were in a band, you would be the, you know, the networker and the... The guy, you know, the guy that knows everyone and the guy that's booking all the shows, right? Yep. That was exactly me. We did the yeah. Roxy, the Whiskey, the Key Club. We did all those different places back in the day. And uh-huh. it was fun. It, you know, being 15 years old playing those venues, it was it was unbelievable. That's cool. Continuing with our dream segment here, uh, looking forward with OC Sellout, do you have any long-term goals? I always said when I got 10,000 followers, I'd make a t-shirt, but then I never did that. <laughs> you have shirts, right? I was going to ask you about that. No, no. I have no merch or anything. Dude, I have some stickers. Get with Peter. Right scene. He'll hook you up. I I know. I really, I, I got to do it, and I should reach out to Peter. Um, for me, it's honestly never been about anything other than people luckily come to my page, and so I'm going to use that as a platform to promote yeah. people like you and other good people that have awesome music and that's all i use it for dude yep. people always go do you have a personal account i go yeah so you sell out like no 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 do you have a personal account you know about like you i'm like yeah this is me <laughs> right we either can talk construction we can talk flooring or we can talk music that's it nobody wants to talk flooring so let's talk music <laughs> right it's a super cool instagram page do you know a lot about these social media algorithms and all of that do you study that or are you just shooting from the hip well that's what i was doing now yeah i started studying it because i was getting pissed off right because i mean when i had two thousand followers now i have what 24 something like that yeah but when i had two thousand followers i was getting more views on my videos than i am now when i have twenty four thousand followers and i don't understand it so i've been kind of studying their algorithms and it's literally, I think maybe six percent of my followers actually see a post that I post, because if you don't like a post within a matter of literally two minutes, if not, a lot of people start liking it within two minutes. And so, it really depends on when you actually post, what time of day. So, like mornings are awful, middle of the day is awful. It's always really good around four to seven o'clock p.m. Yeah. on weekdays, other than Friday, is really what I've learned. Okay. But other than that, yeah, the algorithm sucks, dude. It just, it literally just goes to all the people with blue check marks, all the uh, famous people, and, and all these bands and stuff just get killed because they're not seen. It just goes into Never Never Land. Mm-hmm. I like the old way of where it used to be chronological, and when you post it is when somebody saw it. 
And so that was kind of neat. It is what it is. Now, if it's if it becomes an important post, you might see it five days later. You know, it's one of those things. So it's, it's just different. I, I don't quite understand how Instagram, Facebook, and all that does it, but that's why I'm not paid the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to get a lot of interaction, you know, on your posts. I, I noticed that. And um, But yeah, you, you make a good point. I mean, you have... You have 24,000 followers and, you know, how many likes do you get on average? Maybe 500 to 1,000? Yeah, about 1,000, I would say, is the average. Um, But my posts get a lot less views than my stories. My stories blow up. It's really weird. Crazy how that works, huh? Yeah, so, like, uh, my stories get anywhere from, on the low end, like, probably 3,000 views to, on the high end, like, close to 12,000, which I don't understand how that's even possible when my posts get anywhere from 600 to 3,000. So Interesting. <laughs> Is it because maybe uh, stories pop up on the top of, of the person's feed that don't block you, that don't hide your story? Maybe that it's it's just right up there on the top? Something like that. And if they, if they, if they are liking your posts and the stories pop up, yada, yada. Gotcha. I don't know, man. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, stories I've realized have really, that's what I try to help people on promoting more than anything. Everybody goes, well, you didn't post it. Like, you just put it in the story. I'm like, you don't understand the story. Right. <laughs> There's so much more for the in my post. They're like, no, no, I want to be in the post. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll do both, but that's not going to do as much. Yeah, and we tag you. I'll tag you and stuff every once in a while. I try not to overdo it with you, dude, because I imagine you're getting tagged quite a bit. Right on a daily basis, <laughs> people are using you, bro. They're using you. <laughs> I said, "What you average like twelve tags a day to me? Is that about right?" <laughs> <laughs> if I have something cool I want to promote, I'll tag you. No, I'm totally playing, dude. You can. I, I, I want you to always do that. That's the whole point. Um, right. No, but it's neat. I love the people tag because it's how I find out about things and it's how I promote things I didn't know about that I wouldn't have promoted. Uh, but yeah, I probably get Jesus five hundred tags a day. Wow. <laughs> The DMs are really what's hard because Instagram sucks uh, in terms of trying to organize your inbox. Yeah. There's no good way of doing it. And my attitude is I, if I send you a message, I delete it immediately because it just, I have so many coming through. And then somebody responds back two days later and I have no idea what they're referring to. Yeah. <laughs> like, crap. Yeah. yeah. What were you responding to? <laughs> sure. like, look above. I'm like, I can't. It's gone. Right. We were joking around about it earlier about how much time you spend on your phone. I mean, do you ever just shut your phone off? Yeah. So for Christmas, Brianna bought me a little, uh, she tell you that she brought a little cage and it's a phone cage where she locks that phone in it and she takes a key and hides it. Yes. And I can't get my phone. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> how often is your, your phone locked up? Every day when I get home from work. <laughs> for a certain amount of time or all evening? Yeah. I'm at work. So I'm at work. I, I work a lot. I work five, six days a week. I'm, I'm at the office for like 12 hours a day. Yeah. So when I come home, you know, obviously Brianna's my life and uh, my, my family's my life and my pets are my family. Right. And uh, so, yeah, when I come home, you know, I've, I haven't been on my phone once all day for OC Sella and I get on it because there's so much fun things going on and then I'm like, well, I'm now missing out on my family. Right. So yeah, I lock my phone up for at least uh, two hours every night, depending on when it is. And cool. we dinner, play board games, maybe watch a TV show, watch the news and just hang out. And then I bring it out and then, you know, right then she makes fun of me. Oh, you're with Josie <laughs> Tell out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> your second family. You got, you got to give time to the family always. And, and it's not like if she didn't do that, I wouldn't, but, uh, yeah. it, it's kind of now become a joke. She hides it. She puts it up on a ledge and my phone's in it. And 
it's ringing and she'll call it just to piss me off like somebody actually important is calling and it's just her you know <laughs> I, <can't get> to it. <laughs> I love that yeah it drives me nuts but uh she's my uh flotation device dude she's amazing so do you guys have plans to to start a family or have kids or anything or no oh absolutely yeah we definitely want children yeah well i mean we talk about either two to four kids wow so we'll probably end up with three but uh <laughs> yeah my i have three I have two sisters. She has one brother. So, right. yeah, no, family and siblings are super important to us. It's very fun, dude. You you see me bring uh, Lyric up on stage uh, probably a couple times. but uh, You're an awesome dad, dude. You, you do everything with her, and it's so cool to see. She's always smiling, and you're always teaching her something new. So it's it's really neat to see. Thank you, brother. I can't wait to see you as a dad. That's, that's going to be a cool thing. Oh, I, I can't either. That's honestly, I, I feel like that's my calling. Yeah. Well, cool. A couple more questions. Uh, We've kind of strayed off from the dream segment, but who cares? Um, (laughs) If you could bring um, a musician back from the dead for one final concert, who would you pick? Prince. Prince. Yeah. Did you ever see him? No. Yeah, I didn't either. That's a good answer, man. Yeah, we get Nirvana on here a lot. Um, well, you, you see, you have your questions. You said you do your, uh, kind of like what I do, pick a band and choose which one you like more. You do that in your Palooza. You see my, my my music taste. It's different. Like, you did metal this week. There's a lot of metal I hate. There's some I love, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny. I like to watch your Instagram stories, and as the night progresses, it feels like you maybe have, you know, you're having a few cocktails throughout the, the evening. <laughs> See, here's the crappy part. My mom <laughs> listens to everything I do. My mom is always my biggest supporter and everything in life forever. She's she's amazing. Right on. And she's going to listen to this, and she's going to be like, see, even your friends think you drink too much, Christopher. That's uh, literally uh, what's going to come out of that question you just asked. I'll take all that out. No, <laughs> I'm only playing. It's fun. It's entertainment. And uh, if your mom's listening, we love your son. He's a he's a good boy. He's <laughs> He's, he does not have an alcohol problem, I assure you. No, no, that starts at the age of 40. Yeah, exactly. I'm a professional in that regard, and I know that Chris does not have an alcohol problem. He's a, <laughs> he's a responsible young boy. Oh, dude, I, I felt awful. Like You don't drink, and I, of course, when I'm on stage asking Brie to marry me, I'm like, hey, Troy, hold my drink. And then I think about it later, I'm like, God damn it. I'm so used to it, dude. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a musician. I'm a DJ. I'm constantly around it. You know, I host events here and stuff. Uh, it really doesn't bother me. No, I know it doesn't, but it's just, it made me like, kind of, I was like, oh, God, I didn't know you as well then. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh shit, I hope he's not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just chugged it and, uh, and fell off the wagon that night right there. <laughs> All right. Well, one more question, Chris. Uh, nice chat with you, brother, really. Um, if you could wave a magic wand and make one band never exist, dude. And it's so hard to hate on music, but yeah, because what you don't like, somebody else loves. It's all an opinion. Yeah, it is it's subjective. What band would I hate? Um, or who are you not into? Or maybe a genre that you're not into? Or okay, I, I don't like rap whatsoever. Okay. I hate hip hop. It's not that I hate hates hates the wrong word. Hates the wrong word. Yeah. I don't hate anything. <laughs> I um I like music that has drums and guitars and instruments behind it. I appreciate rap. I have friends that are rappers that are talented beyond belief. The way they uh, write their lyrics and their rhymes is unreal. But for me personally, I need loud, even if it's soft music, but just a band behind it. I need something like that. So like, I think it was neat. Um, You brought in uh, 
and fight. You have a little bit of uh, rapping going on in the end of the song. I know when I saw you live, you had Rissom Diggs. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, I played with you. That was that was incredible. So like when they get incorporated like that, it's really fun. Yeah. But for me, uh, rap, it's it's. I, I guess that would be it. If you asked me when I was a kid, I would have hated bands like Depeche Mode or. Right. I don't know. I, I always hated Depeche Mode when I was a kid. Now I kind of like them, but. I don't know. I really don't hate any music. I, I, there's no band I actually hate. I mean, there's yeah. bands I don't like because I don't like the people in the bands because I think they're just complete assholes. Right. And don't care about anything other than, I don't care if somebody cares about money, but when you don't care about the people that are supporting you that give you the money, then that that's when it really just, you know, go screw yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, musically, I can't answer that. And I'm not going to answer who I don't like that are uh, people that are bad because I don't want to talk poorly about people. But there's a lot of bands that I think should hang it up because uh they're not doing it for the right reasons so right yeah and that's a good point i mean music you're you're ultimately communicating some sort of message hopefully you know yeah i don't care if you're singing about your your boyfriend breaking up with you or you're singing about politics i don't it doesn't matter it's just but if you don't support the people supporting you then really you know that, that's like that's like somebody if, if if you have a client like that's like i'm in construction i have a general contract gives me a job and I tell them to fuck off after they give me the contract. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So, like, you know, there, there's bands that you just kind of roll your eyes. You're like, why do you think you're better than us? You know, why do you think you're better than that person? Why do you not give the time of day to that kid? Right. That guy worships you. You know, just just say hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I also think it's very strange all the... I don't, I'm not against it, but all the meet and greets, um, I don't know how you feel about those, but meet and greets, I think it's a great way for bands to make more money. And I think it's awesome. And it's, 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 it's neat that they've come up with different ways of doing it. But for the bands that do meet and greets just to sign an autograph and take a picture mm-hmm. and don't play live music or don't give you a, a rare vinyl or a, a poster signed or something that's different that you wouldn't have gotten. And that all they do is take a picture with you. And I think it's complete. Pardon my French for bullshit. Right. I think bands should be hanging out after the show at the merch booth like they used to be and uh, and just chatting with the fans because that's what it's all about. And I'm not saying I'm against meet and greets because I'm not, but when it doesn't hold anything more than just saying hello right. and taking a three-second picture, I think that's bogus. I think that's wrong, and I think they need to give back, at least do three songs acoustic, do um, whatever it may be. Send, send a... A song a week later that nobody else can listen to, you know, from uh, your band, you know band camp. Something, Just do something. But yeah. I'm going off on a tangent. But I don't <laughs> like when bands charge 150 dollars to take a picture. That's crap. Oh dang. Okay, I haven't even heard of that. Uh, honestly, I mean, and I definitely wouldn't take part in it. But uh, they they actually charge just to take a picture with them, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of bands like Bayside. I can't, the first time I went to the uh, the Cosba. Mm-hmm. Um, Right before this whole thing went down, Bayside were playing down there, and I always do their meet and greet. They're actually the only meet and greet I do because they're my favorite band, which you know. But yeah. they do like four songs live, uh, whether it's acoustic or full band. Every time they uh, they they bring out coffee of coffee with them. They they do all sorts of fun things where you get to know the band and the other people that are there, and they limit to like twelve people. So it's really really fun. It's not a hundred people standing in a room in line waiting to take a picture with you. That's not what it's about. Um, so there's different ways of doing it where you can really make it fun. Like my boy, uh, Tony from Mest, he doesn't do it at all and he can make a ton of money doing it, but he doesn't because his attitude is, Hey, 
you paid the ticket to see the show. I'm going to go out now, and I'm going to hang out with you at all times and party right. with you, drink with you, take pictures with you, uh, sign an autograph, whatever it may be. That's him. His attitude is, let me give back as much as possible because you gave up your time, your night to actually be here. So right. that that's where I kind of go back and forth on the line where, you know, be nice to your fans. If it's without your fans, you're nothing. Right. <laughs> No, good point, dude. And Tony's super cool. I don't know him uh, real well, but he was at the OC Sellout Fest and seems like a very humble guy. Yeah, he came and supported this year when you played. Yeah. 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 We I talked to him for a little bit and introduced myself. Yeah. Cool guy. Legendary band, man. Yeah, dude. They're awesome. Uh, he, he's a great guy and he's all about uh, new music, too. So he always is uh, trying to help out uh, younger bands because that's what people did for him back when he was younger. So it's a cool thing. Right on. Chris OC Sellout. Follow him at OC Sellout on Instagram. Uber local music, Uber music supporter. Uh, all the best, my friend. Love you lots, and I uh, hope to see you soon, brother. Really. Troy, love you too, dude. Uh, hugs to the, the two women in your life that uh, yeah. make up the uh, better half of your 66%. <laughs> uh, just can't appreciate uh, more having me on, me, on here. And yeah. uh, congratulations also on. Uh, the 100th episode with uh, Sprung Monkey. That was really cool. Yes, dude. Thanks a lot, buddy. And uh, we have a big announcement. I don't think I've announced this yet, but we're going to have uh, Sonny from uh, the lead singer of P.O.D. on next week. Now, see, now you're going to uh, now you're gonna have to talk to Mario again, though. Yeah. No, we'll talk about their collaboration. Uh, Sonny was featured on Magic Eyes. And- dude, that song's so sick. That song is so good. Yeah, great EP. I got to shout out Nights Like Thieves, a great local band here in San Diego. That is a riff that you can definitely get behind. That just It's a great way to open up an album. Yep. Cool. I'll let you get back to Brianna and your, your dog, and uh, have a great day, brother. Really nice talking with you, and I'll see you on at OC Sellout, dude. Yeah, dude. Love you. Appreciate everything, and uh, stay safe, and uh, stay good, and I uh, can't wait to give you that uh, COVID hug when I see you. That big Corona hug, bro. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. I look forward to it, dude. Why Corona? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why <laughs> Corona? Later, dog. Pull-a-pa-looza, pull a pa we're talking to you, I'm pull a pa